So I really want to thank everyone for joining us. I have the pleasure tonight of introducing our presenter. And for those of you who know Kathy Quinlan Perez, I don't have to say anything. However, for those of you who don't, let me just welcome her to the call. She is the Vice President of SciWorld. In addition to her commitment to the nonprofit arm of Sci Seminars, she is the Director of Training for all of the Sci Facilitators. She's a basic facilitator, a lead facilitator for Sci 7, the Life Success Course, and Women's Leadership. And I've had the pleasure of knowing Kathy for about 10 years, and I will tell you that if there's anyone on the planet that um, has mastered the to think is to create philosophy, it is definitely Kathy. She is very clear and focused and has created some amazing things in her life. And I am super excited to have Kathy teaching this call tonight because I know I'm going to learn a lot. And Ms. Kathy, I would like to welcome you to the call this evening. Well, thank you very much, Dory, for that very nice introduction. And I'm actually very excited to do this call tonight. You know, when uh, we had spoken a couple of weeks ago, and for all of you that are on the call, I'm not sure if you know this, but we just uh, got done with Principia a couple of weeks ago. And while I was at Principia, I just thought, oh, my gosh, we gotta, we got to get back to the basics. we got to get back to reminding ourselves of what the foundation of everything that we do in all of our classes, and that is to think is to create. Because I think that sometimes we take it for granted, and we don't keep ourselves disciplined and keep moving because maybe we fall off the track or maybe it didn't turn out exactly how we wanted it to turn out. But I wanted to revisit really to think is to create tonight. So I'm very excited to be here, and I'm, I'm thoroughly excited about a couple of people that are going to be uh, sharing tonight because the, one of the gentlemen is actually who inspired me to talk about this because uh, just in, in so many ways, he is such an example of someone walking into the basic seminar and taking everything that he learned and everything that he learned at Site 7, everything that he learned at, at MLS, and putting it into practice, and what he has created and is creating in his life is magical. And that inspired me to talk tonight about to think is to create. Like really starting to, again, evaluate for ourselves, what are you really saying to yourself, honestly? Every single day, what are the thoughts that are going on in your mind? What are the pictures that you're putting in your mind? What are you saying to yourself is possible or not possible? Like what have you really bought into in terms of your circumstances, let's say, versus stepping out of the circumstances and going, wait a second, if I am the source, I am responsible for my life, how am I really creating this? And what's in front of me, what can I do to shift how I'm responding to it and what I'm attracting to myself in my life? And I think that sometimes we, we forget all that. And that's why these calls are so valuable. That's why it's so valuable to have people in the basic seminar. That's why it's so valuable to go back to the basic seminar. Is there are so many nuggets, gold diamond nuggets, in those three days of the basic seminar that are priceless. And that absolutely when we utilize what's there, we can honestly, honestly create anything. And I was uh, reminded, my husband printed out, uh, you know, as all of us know, we lost a, you know, one of the master geniuses of the world, Steve Jobs. And what he left is, you know, he changed the world. And my husband printed out one of his uh, speeches that he did, but specifically the one that he did uh, at Stanford University in 2005. And I was reading it, and two things just so popped out, out to me, and that was, there's two lines. Your, li your time is limited, so don't waste it living somebody else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most importantly, have the courage to follow your heart and your intuition. And that's what I'm really going to invite everybody on the call tonight to start to examine that for themselves again is like, are you honestly 
producing and creating what it is that you want in your life. I mean, as we say in the basic seminar, is what we have is exactly what we wanted, and we get to do inventory all the time. Is if what I'm doing today is the choices I'm making today, how are they setting up my future? Because the truth is, is that everything that we do today does affect what happens. In fact, I'm sure many people on this phone call, choices that you made two years ago might be affecting your life today. And so that's why, again, bringing us back to, okay, getting rigorous with what is it I'm saying to myself? What are the thoughts that I'm saying to myself about myself? What are the thoughts I'm saying in my mind about other people? What am I really thinking about? And I was so inspired this last week at Site 7 by just what happens for people when we really take ourselves on, when we really start like that aha moment when we realize, oh, my gosh, I can change this. I can't change what happened. I can't change what's going on at this very moment. But I can definitely change what happens from this moment forward if I change my thoughts, if I change the pictures that I'm putting in my mind. And if I get rigorous with what I do today is really affecting what I'm going to do in a year from now, what's going to happen in two years from now. So I, I was, you know, just so touched and so inspired by so many incredible stories of what graduates are producing in their life and what they're, what they're creating in their relationships, the people they're attracting in their life. And so I look out and, you know, like, my goodness, you know, we turn on the news and it's dismal, you know. And, but the truth is, is we can change all that, is that we as individuals at a ground level can honestly change the future. And we can start that today by changing our thoughts. But, of course, we first have to know what our thoughts are. And are you following what your heart says? Are you following your intuition? Are you living somebody else's life or are you living your life? And all that starts with uncovering. To think is to create. We will produce what we're producing in our life based on our thought process. But until we start to identify what that thought process is, we can't ever change it. And once we start to identify it, we've got to do it. We've got to do the work. We've got to do our I am's. We've got to do all the things that are uncomfortable to get ourselves where we really want to, where we really want to, where we really want to be in our life. And so that's what I'm going to ask everyone to start to examine for themselves tonight. Where are you really? Are you being, are you doing to all the things that are necessary to have what it is that you say that you want? And are you willing to go through the uncomfortableness to get where you want to go? You know, I look out at all the successful people that I know and all the things that I have done in my life, and guess what? Sometimes it was very uncomfortable. I had to do things that I thought were not that important, but truly they were very important because they were preparing me for the better, greater things in my life. And so as we start to really utilize everything that is available to us, I'm going to invite you all to do it because I will guarantee you that what's possible is extraordinary relationships, extraordinary health. I mean, I know people that are seriously taking their health into a whole new level or doctors, and I'm going to use my sister as an example. As doctors, you know, didn't give her a great, uh, you know, not a good bill of health. But because she's utilizing screen of the mind, because she's utilizing who she's surrounding herself with, She's getting herself healthy, 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 and all based on her thought process. To think is to create. It sounds so simple, but really it's, it is a dedication to shifting your inner self. And when we shift our inner self, I guarantee you those results will come in. Maybe they won't come in immediately in the next, you know, 30 days, and they might well. But sometimes you've got to do all that work to get there. And then once you're there, guess what? There's more out there. I believe that all of us, and I've said this over and over and over again, is that we were put on this planet to have an extraordinary life. We were put on this planet to have intimate, loving, connected relationships. And the only thing that stops us from that is 
our thought process. As Steve, Stephen Jobs said in the speech that he gave at Stanford, you know, what, he would always ask himself every single day, am I doing what I want to do today? And if there was a no too many days in a row, he knew he had to make a change. And I think that sometimes we just settle. And so I'm going to invite everyone out there to stop settling and to allow yourself to like, wait a second, I deserve to have this. I'm not going to get myself caught in the drift of things, so to speak. I'm going to actually start to redefine, reexamine where I am and where I want to go. And I promise you, learn, using the tools and using the techniques, you can change that. You can absolutely change whatever it is if you change your thoughts. But it takes rigor, it takes discipline, and it takes a desire. One of the things that, uh, one of the things Steve Jobs said is, stay hungry. Stay hungry for your life. Stay hungry for learning about you. I mean, we are the most interesting people in the world. I mean, we're people. We're fascinating. And so what is it that you haven't uncovered about you? Uh, get yourself reinterested in you. Get yourself reinvested in who you are, what you stand for, what you surround yourself with, what people you're surrounding yourself with, and start demanding yourself to be rigorous with yourself about what you deserve in your life and what you can have in your life. You know, stay hungry for an extraordinary life. And I, st I say, I agree with, with Stephen Jobs, stay foolish. Like, go do the craziest things that will create everything that you want. I promise you that's, a, that's possible. And we have somebody that um, I would like to bring on the call because he's actually the one that uh, inspired me to talk about this, to inspire me to, like, again, all of us, to think is to create. Because when I sat down and talked to Jeffrey Lee at Principia and he told me about what he was going for, and what he was committed to making happen in his life. And I got the most incredible phone call from him last week. I was at Site 7, and it was Wednesday morning, and he called me to let me know that it's happening. And so I texted him and because I, I want him to share about, here is a man that is absolutely an example of what is possible being rigorous with yourself. He's one of the most successful uh, members, uh, team elites at New Skin, and he's just a man that I have so much admiration for and am completely inspired of what he is about to create in his life, and I'm even more excited because he's actually going to be moving to the Bay Area, which is really exciting. And so I'm going to um, introduce Mr. Jeffrey Lee, and I'm going to ask Jeffrey to share about what he's creating because of what he's using in terms of to think is to create. Because this man was solid as a rock. He is going to create the woman of his dreams, and he has. So I'm going to pass it to you, Jeffrey. Abby, uh, thank you so much for that very uh, gracious introduction and uh, I want to thank you for being who you are and your incredible husband Gary who um, since January of 2010 uh, have been tremendous role models and, and mentors in my life um, so um, you know welcome to everybody on the call and I'm sitting here next to um, Angela whom was simply a part of my imagination and my dream for really the better part of my life and specifically um, since I got really serious about this to think is to create. Um, this is not my first rodeo when I began my journey with Psy Seminars in January 2010. 23 years ago I got really rigorous um, with another company and did all their seminars and became very responsible around my thought process and created massive success in, in business. Um, I then went through a period of literally 15 years where I wasn't so rigorous about my thought process. So 
the dominant thoughts of my mind uh, fell back to the default that the programs that were in my mind uh, up until the age of 18. So I really brought upon myself a lot of physical, uh, financial, psychological um, loss. Relationship loss is, is really what had happened. And so after three years of really um, getting sick and tired of being sick and tired and trying as hard as I could and moving really nowhere except going further and further downhill in health, in, um, in, in fulfillment, spiritual fulfillment. Uh, my finances were not moving forward, and I was kind of always, like, afraid that I was going to lose once again. Um, and relationship, you know, was just yet another um, time of not, not filling relationship. And so in January 2010, I began my journey with Sci Seminars, and I did everything from the basic to Principia, including PLD in six months. Um, I saw something there, and it reminded me of the time that I got really rigorous about my thoughts to think, to create, and the seminal book that I read, which is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. When I played PLD, that 90 days, I went for the BHAGs, the big, hairy, audacious goals. It wasn't my first rodeo. And created massive, massive breakthroughs. My health, my business, my finances, um, and really, I started to prepare myself for the eternal relationship, the last relationship of my life with the woman of my dreams. What happened during that time was it became clear to me and to the person that I was in relationship at the time we weren't it for each other. And we loved each other very much. We decided to move on. And um, happy to report we are even better friends now than we were um, lovers. And we're both in new relationships. Um, my, my journey in my final quest was the most important. To put into priority faith first, family, fitness, friends, finance, in that order. And so... The thing that I wanted to create more than anything um, in it was was that ultimate relationship, that extraordinary relationship. So it had been written down for years now. I've been saying it in my definite me and purpose statement. I've been visualizing being with this person, and I started to prepare myself to be the person in my thought processes and in my behaviors that would be worthy and would be vibrating at such a level that it would literally attract a person. So I um, began in June, just a few months ago, to declare boldly to my friends that I was going to meet the woman of my dreams and be in relationship, and it would be the last relationship of my life that I would get married and have kids by October 1st, which was 18 days ago. Most people looked at me as if I was crazy. Most people told me, you can't do that. And um, I was literally committed. I was learned to be bold, to, to be specific. I had the list of the woman, and I was willing to do whatever it took. And so the thoughts that I had to examine were any limiting thoughts about myself of uh, you know, may, okay, I'm too old, I'm 52, I'm, um, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that, all right, uh, and the fears of, okay, I've been married before, and all these things I got to examine and one by one let go of. And so I started to literally interview different women and, and explore this possibility beginning in June and July and August and September, and by September 9th, um, my or the beginning of September, my last prospect that was potential fell through, and I was I had like basically 21 days left to meet my goal of October 1st. Now I had at that point, you know, to be honest, was going on nothing but pure faith that if I did the work, it would happen, 
And there were times when I was really depressed, really frustrated, really upset, but I continued to, to visualize. I continued to declare it, to tell everybody that this was going to happen. And um, I wasn't even going to go to Principia. I had paid for it the year before, and there was parts of my thinking that were creating sadness and whatnot, but I kept talking to people and saying, this is what I want. And one day I said, Mom, I asked my mom, I was in Vancouver, imagine I'm 52 years old, I said, Mom, am I ever going to meet her? And she said, you're going to meet her. And I said, how will I know? And she said, you're just going to know. And so um, I, um, I remember saying, okay, I'm just willing to do whatever it takes. And even though I don't feel like it, I'm going to go to Principia. I'm probably, probably going to meet her there. And so I said, you know, there's this girl I met about a year ago at a new skin convention, and in a sea of thousands of people over a two-day event, I noticed her, and I noticed her, and I noticed her. And she was one of the most beautiful women I'd ever set my eyes upon. And so I trusted that intuitive, small little voice. I ignored the big voice that said, no, she wouldn't be interested in you. And I followed my instincts and my intuition. I went up and introduced myself, and her name was Angela Chen. And we talked for about two minutes exchanged phone numbers, and that was it. That was a year ago. I was still in relationship, ending the other one, and so I wasn't going to do anything with Angela, although I was very intrigued by her. Here comes a year later, and I'm just absolutely focused in my mind's eye in visualizing it and doing the feelingization of being with this incredible woman and having children, getting married at 52 and having children which was the truth that came out of me, the dream. And so you can imagine a lot of the thoughts that were going on. So I decide in very early September to go to Principia. And I decide I'm going to give myself two extra days in September, and before Principia starts to be in San Francisco. I'm going to buy the hotel and the ticket. And I said, and I had never talked to Angela more than that two minutes a year earlier. And I did it. It's if you build it, they will come, the field of dreams. <laughs> after, I, after I booked a ticket, and I kept hearing this voice, call Angela, call Angela, and Friday, September 9th, two weeks before the Principia would start, two weeks before I would land in, in San Francisco, I called her one, that Friday afternoon, and I said, hi, it's Jeffrey Lee, do you remember me? And she said, yes, and it went something like this. I said, Angela, I don't know if you're involved if you're available, or if you're interested. But my intention is I am going to meet the woman that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, get married and have kids, and I'm going to meet her before October 1st. And um, so we began to talk over the next two weeks before I got to San Francisco. We spent Friday night, Saturday, and Saturday night, and I can only tell you that it fit like a glove. I went off to Principia. I, I, before I left for Principia for, for, for seven or eight days, we looked at each other and I said, would you like this to continue? I can stay longer in San Francisco and not fly back to Florida. And she said, yes. And I said, okay, how about I stay an extra week? And when I get back from Principia, she said, fabulous. I'll take a week off and I'll plan a trip, which she planned to Yosemite and Carmel. And it was magical. And, um, and, and so... When we got back and we had this trip, uh, she pulled out her list. And, um, and I'm going to let her tell her story about how her thinking process and her burning desire came together and what people witnessed and what's happened now in literally in the last two weeks and the decision to literally follow our dreams. I am uh, literally moving to San Francisco to be with her. And uh, we are actually having the time of our lives. We are, we're, doing, we're doing the BHAGs. We're doing that foolish, crazy, like, going for it type of thing. So I just want to let Angela tell her side of the story. But you know what? It is like that small voice. Like my mom said, you're just going to know. And I know that I know that I know that I've manifested the woman of my dreams. So this is Angela. All right. Hi, everyone. This is Angela Chen. Hi, Angela. Hi. How are you, Kathy? Very good. Good. 
So um, it has been an amazing journey so far, and I really appreciate that Jeffrey showed up in my life. And I have been to the SAI seminar before, and I regret that I should have used this, you know, um, all the principles and techniques that I learned from the seminar earlier. But um, everything happens for a reason. So what I learned, um, uh, among all the other principles, I also learned about this list that to think to create. And I have always have, uh, had this desire of having a wonderful family, um, have the loving husband and children ever since I was a little girl. But I was never really focused. So just um, until... Um, early uh, September, which was the Labor Day weekend, and I would just have this burning desire, want to have a um, great relationship. So I took a weekend off away just on my own, and I put this list together. And literally, like four, four days later, Jeffrey calls, and I was like, this not happening, and I, I've been uh, searching all this time, and I put a list together, and this guy called me that who I met a year ago. Is this meant to be? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so um, that just, like, putting, putting me onto this direction, having this faith, and I, you know, um, so um, we started talking, like Jeffrey said, and then um, he showed up in San Francisco um, on September 23rd, and the chemistry that between us was amazing. And so, I totally believe to you know to think to create. We really attracted each other by Absolutely. what we were desired. And I, mean, just, I love it. I'm so excited. It's just it is absolutely. Proof, like you got yourself clear, and gosh, guess who called you? <laughs> I know. You know, and he's like, "Boom, this is going to happen. I'm going for it. I'm taking a risk. Let's make it happen." So, congratulations to both of you. Thank you, and he's hundred percent of the list, by the way. And, and I'm Kathy, sure. and, and Kathy, I'm going to share something only you and I know is that you know the, the list that I had put together, there was uh, there was this one thing. And, um, and and you coached me on something, and yeah. that she would probably be willing, and she is. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I mean, that is inspirational for every person on this call that has any question about, first of all, can you find the person that you really, your soulmate? Yes, you can. And you made a list, and you, you attracted. To think is to create. You got clear absolutely, boom, it's going to happen, and you did. And your mother's right. She gave you very good advice. You will know. So I'm going to pass it back to Dory, and, and we have our other person that came on to share, which I'm so excited, Jesse, because you've been making some incredible strides in your uh, business. So, Dory, you have all the um, background on Jesse. So do you want to introduce Jesse for everyone? Well, I tell you what, I talked to Jesse just briefly a little bit ago and asked him if he would kind of come on and give us a little background about when he got involved with size seminars and, you know, how he's been doing things in Denver. And then he's going to talk a little bit about his business and what's okay. been happening. So, okay. Jesse, are you on the call? I am. All right. Well, we're really excited to have you here. Great. Well, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you very, very much for the introduction. Um, Really excited uh, to be a part of this tonight. Um, it's interesting. I learned about the basic, gosh, probably about five years ago. And at the time, I wasn't ready for it. I'd actually laughed at the person and was like, oh, there's no way I'd ever do something like that. And um, about two and a half years ago, I had a, a very close friend of mine come to me and, and sit down and have a very um, frank uh, talk with me um, about getting committed to my life and um, trusting her. And I took the basic in, two, in uh, May of 2009. Later that year, I, I went at, on to Psi 7. Um, I did PLD. Um, and I completed uh, MLS, all that within the, the first 12 months. Um, I just got back from Principia. I've been coaching um, on uh, Denver team, uh, PLD Team 58, uh, first-time coach. And that's just been an amazing experience for me to learn about myself 
and uh, my thought processes that are going on. So for, for me, Think to Create is something that, that I constantly work with every day, and it's a skill that, that I feel like I will continue to work on for the rest of my life. Um, prior to doing any of this work, uh, my life was, was out of control um, in, a, in a lot of ways. Um, random events that felt like I had no control of, yet the events, as random as they were, they, they seemed to keep repeating. Um, and I, I didn't understand why. Um, and, and, and what I realize now is what I had surrounded myself with was uh, a lot of negative thought processes, um, a lot of negative people in my life that, that kind of fed that, that monster. And, and what I was literally thinking is what I was creating. Um, the, uh, right now, currently, I'm a uh, software entrepreneur um, developing user experiences um, on a web platform for Pearson eCollege. Um, if you don't know who they are, they're a um, Pearson does most of the textbooks for uh, college uh, courses, and they entered. Um, they actually bought up eCollege, and they just released a new system with Google. This incredible vision that they had for a free online learning management system. First time it's ever been offered for free uh, to anybody, and, and bringing social and education all together. And um, uh, my company came in to help them with that user experience and create something amazing. Um, how did I create that? I actually um, have been working with, with the uh, to think is to create, to envision what it is that I wanted, the perfect job, and what kind of experience I wanted to create. Um, I wanted to do something more important than doing, let's say, uh, financial applications for a company so that they could make you know, more millions um, and wanted to have something more around kids and, and education and, and doing something more positive. Um, so I'm, I'm pleased to announce that uh, they actually just released the system last week. It's a huge buzz within the educational community um, because as a combined vision of Pearson eCollege and, and uh, my company, Brebug Software, um, together we created a vision and put out a, an incredible um, uh, software system on the web that's going to change the face of education, um, I believe, uh, for the rest of, of mankind. Um, the, the, the one thing with think, uh, to think is to create that, that I think about is, is uh, and Jeff um, alluded to this as well, is carefully managing my thoughts. Um, when I'm not producing the results that I want, I sit down and, and, and take a step back and look at what, what's been my thought process during this. And, and often what I'll find is that I've got little thoughts of, of doubt or insecurity or I'm not sure if I can do this that have been creeping in and starting to affect my results. And so what I find myself doing is, all right, getting, stopping that and uh, maybe using one of the techniques from you know, Lisa uh, Nichols from Principia uh, with the, my lie tells me and my truth is. I'm working with that more around, around this. And what I find is that when I do manage my thoughts and I am conscious of what I am thinking, I'm creating the results, the exact results of what it is I want. Very good. I think that uh, really says it all right there, uh, Jesse, is that discipline and always knowing what you are thinking. And Absolutely. You know, congratulations on, you know, taking an idea, taking a vision and running with it and creating exactly what you wanted to be doing and making a huge difference for the future. So congratulations on that. Great. Thank you. Probably Jeffrey and Angela's children will be using that educational uh, program. <laughs> Absolutely. That will be great. I'm sure, I'm sure they will. <laughs> so, uh, Dory, I'm going to pass it back. Do we have any questions on the line yet? Well, we're going to go ahead and throw that out to everyone right now. So if you would like to ask a question of Kathy or any of our panelists, please press the number 1 on your phone, and we will bring you into the call. So all you have to do is press the number one on your phone, and we'll get that question right out to the group. So, uh, you know, one of the things that I wanted to bring up, Kathy, as we're waiting for some people to come on the line, um, the thing that hit me, I think, the hardest in, in what you guys have been discussing tonight is to the whole being rigorous about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've realized myself that the last year I have not been rigorous about paying, watching my thoughts and I've been allowing myself to be stuck in the things that don't serve me, you know, the limiting beliefs that I have versus, 
you know, just going, okay, that's, that's not acceptable and focusing on only the positive thoughts. And it's just been since I got back from Principia myself that I've, you know, I'm pushing the things out of, um, you know, my space, the negative influences. Um, you know, I've been doing a lot of driving. So I back to listening to the manuscripts in the car and, you know, different things that are just positive influences to be rigorous about my belief system. So, you know, I really appreciate that that's how um, the people on the call have indicated that they've created amazing results is by when they just really got clear again and got rigorous about what they're putting in their mind. Oh, absolutely. And I just think that, you know, if we're, we're keeping ourselves focused, I mean, nobody's going to do that for us. I think that uh, for all the challenges that are out in the world today is that, okay, the challenges are, are an opportunity. Mm-hmm. is that it's going to force us to shift ourselves to create what it is that we want to create. And the way, again, the way we're going to do that is that how are we thinking? What is really our thoughts and what is it bringing into our, into our uh, base, so to speak, or what are we really attracting? And if we want to change it, we've got to change our thought process. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, it looks like we have a caller that has a question. Laura, are you on the line? Laura? Laura, I've taken you off mute. Nope. Maybe not. Okay. Uh, You know what, Kathy, I'm going to swing over really quick to some questions. We'll come back around to Laura, and I see a couple of other people that have just come on again as well. As a reminder, if you have a question, feel free to press the number one on your phone, and we'll bring you into the call. Um, Prior to the call, when people are registering, sometimes we'll get some questions, and I do have a couple of things that were thrown out there that maybe you all can answer. Um, So Pam has a question, how do I create more satisfying relationships, both personal and professional? I'm more often the giver and how and would like to have relationships that are reciprocal and mutually satisfying. Uh, I would answer that as it's called communication. Mm. <laughs> communication and, and uh, asking for what it is that you want and what it is that you need. And that I'm, you know, I think that sometimes we fall into the trap of we think people are supposed to be mind readers. And if you find yourself like you're always the one giving, well, if you think that you're the one that's always giving, I would suggest that you're probably, that's not really giving. And so if we think of the distinctions there, you know, so communication, you've got to ask for what it is that you want. I, I think that's so true, Kathy, and what you just said on, on we often think that people are mind readers. I know that in my own personal relationships at times um, I'll be like, well, why, you know, why doesn't he know? He should know this or whatever, right. versus being responsible to the relationship and saying, listen, this is how I'm feeling. You know, this is what I need in this place. And having you know, a responsible dialogue versus an expectation that they're just going to get it. And, you know, that, that's something that I've noticed has been showing up for me a little bit lately as well. So, um, yeah, I think that's right on there. Okay, I have another question here. Um, we had Noreen ask, can you describe the feelings, emotions, and thoughts you have when you are in the process of manifesting? Also, how often do you think about them and how much time did it take before for it to become a reality for you. So it sounds like when you're, you know, in the process of the whole to think is to create, you know, process, I guess, um, describe the feelings, emotions, thoughts, and when you're attempting to manifest something and how long does it take? Wow, that's an interesting question. So, <laughs> I mean, it's very interesting. So um, Jeffrey or uh, Jesse or Angela, if you want to jump in, by all means jump in. I'm just – I – immediately when I hear that question is screen of the mind. Like, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I, like if I think of what has been my greatest, uh, like absolute intention picture, there it is, this is what I'm going to create is Camp Choice. And 18 years later, it doesn't look anything like it did in the beginning. And, but it all underlying, there's always been a commitment that was way bigger than me. And so in terms of feelings, it's, just, it's, a, it's 
uh, what would be the feeling word that I could put on that? It's just juice, you know? It's excitement, it's passion, it's conviction. And I feel that way with my marriage, you know? It's that it's, I'm, I'm committed to my marriage. And, you know, my greatest partner, my greatest friend, my greatest, you know, she's like the greatest coach for me is my husband. And so I believe that picturing and just being solid about this is where it's going. Did that kind of answer that question? Yeah, I, I think so. And if, you know, the other panelists want to jump in there and say anything, um, feel, I'll, feel free. I'll, I'll jump in. Um, how long does it take and what's the process? What does it feel like? Um, I think when I got to whatever it takes, it was a different question. Mm. And mm-hmm. what can speed the process up is actually setting a date. So it's not a hope or a wish. It's actually, um, when I went to Principia the year before, and I I heard Ariel Ford talk about the soulmate secret and listened in to, you know, if you set goals in your business life, why can't you do that in your romantic life? And and it kind of ties in with the question before that, Whatever I experienced in previous relationships, they were all gifts. What did I like? What did what did I did I not like? Because they were a mirror of me. Mm-hmm. And 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 so the work was getting clear. Mostly, okay. So I I know what I don't want, but it's more important to know what I do want. The, the knowing what I did want helped me get clear on what I did want. And the more disciplined I got around declaring it vocally, visualizing it in a very disciplined, like scheduled disciplined, and then take inspired action and literally force myself to do some of the things I didn't want to do, that there was resistance around, Um, and then changing my attitude. So I was in inspired action. Now, the process of what it felt like most, much of the time was high highs and low lows, And, and, and then obstacles would come. And that would really just test me. The universe is literally testing me. Are you that committed to do whatever it takes? And if you are, here's another obstacle. Here's another obstacle. Here's another obstacle. And when you get to the point of desire and faith and commitment that you're willing to do whatever it takes, the universe will just say, okay, here it is. And when it happens, it happens so fast. But nobody sees that secret work, the tears, the times of frustration, the times of yearning, all they see is the success story. They don't see the sacrifice and the discipline that went into creating that masterpiece. So the more I I do this, the more I realize that I can manifest quicker and quicker and quicker if I am willing to do that work, the planning, the visualizing, the feelingizations, to getting clear, and then it can manifest quicker and quicker and quicker. That's a very good answer, Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. Very good answer. And I'll, I'll tell you, Jeffrey, uh, I'm looking on our Facebook page, and it's interesting that you just you know, took the time to talk about the, the steps in the process for you because that was one of the questions that was posed. What specific tools did Jeffrey, Jeffrey use to get rid of the negative thoughts that, that, others, when, um, that others were sending toward him? So, you know, getting rigorous about your thoughts and, you know, choosing a different path. And, and you know, even when you said that all these um, obstacles, these negative obstacles were coming your way, the things that you did to overcome those. First they, first they think you're crazy. Then they violently oppose you. Then they join you. And then they think you're a genius. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That is so great. Oh, my gosh, that's so great. <laughs> okay, well, let me go back and see. Um, once again, let me oh, – one second here. All right, let me go back to Angela again. All right, I'm sorry, Laura. Here we go. Laura, are you on the call? 
Absolutely. Excellent. So we have you now. So we'd love to have <laughs> I was on question. mute. I had my I had my mute button on. Awareness. I know that oh. that happens sometimes. So that's why I kept you on there and figured we'd Thank circle you. back. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, thank you everyone for sharing. That's some really great information. And for me, it's coming at a perfect time. And my question was around, you know, those moments that you start to you start to hear different information from different sources, even trusted sources, you know, friends, families that you care about, and and it conflicts with that. So how how do you or how do you bring back that strength and that focus to really start um, creating that? Because I have noticed that yeah, things do manifest and you get clear. But what would support me in staying strong through those moments where it, it it sort of feels like it gets a little bit tougher to do. Stay away from negative people. <laughs> yes. And I guess, um, I, yeah, go, go, I, I like, go. I, I'm sorry. I, I like using tools like vision boards, things like that, so that I'm very clear on what my intent is and that when, the, when my minahunis or whatever it is that's you know, coming with negative um, thoughts towards that, that may pull me away from my goal, that I've got a, a clear vision of what that is and I can stay focused. You know, Laura, I'm going to uh, read one of Steve Jobs' lines in this speech that he wrote or that he gave at Stanford. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your inner voice. Right. So, it, again, it's, uh, you know, what are your, what's your stand? Because guess what? Always when we take a stand about something and we're moving some, people are going to react and people are going to, you know, do their naysaying or criticize, et cetera, et cetera. But you've got to stay solid in your belief about what you believe and what's possible for you in the direction that you're going. Mm -hmm. And as Jeffrey said, I mean, I love what he just said. It's like, and in the end, you know, when you're successful and things are happening, they think you're a genius. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and I'll I'll add one thing, Kathy. I one of the things I've listened to lately says, you know, there's people in your life that are like the people you can be around for three minutes, and then there's mm -hmm. the people you can be around for three hours, and then there's the people you can be around, you know, for three weeks. I mean, that you could travel with, and you just have to get really clear and rigorous once again about mm -hmm. if they're a three minute person. That's all they get. You know, if yeah. it's a three-minute thing that's going to drag you down, that's it. <laughs> you know, to to not let um, those those people, you know, be, be in a place of influence where they can, you know, guide you in a direction that doesn't support you. And is my well, aunt, uh, a quote of my mm -hmm. Angelos that she says is, uh, "I'm not in it." <laughs> mm -hmm. So you don't have to be in their thought process. You're in your thought process. Mm -hmm. It's my vision. It's my, it's my goal. It's what I'm going after. That's it. Like I know and it's just making sure that I stay consistent because I know it's happening. It's just those moments you're like, oh, it's kind of like turbulence. <laughs> yeah. and, and guess what? That's, what's, that's part of the journey. Yes. You know, I mean, it's that great saying that, you know, regardless of what anybody's um, religious uh, background is on the phone on the phone call. It's not you know offensive to anyone. Is is uh, my friend had a poster of Jesus Christ in it, and it said, uh, "I never said it would be easy. I just said it would be worth it." Absolutely. And sometimes we sometimes we think it's supposed to be easy, and it's not always going to be easy. You know, Jeffrey said it like you're going to have tears, you're going to have this. It's like all over the place, but you keep moving. And when it's uncomfortable, that's what you know you're in the right direction. When there's resistance going on, you know something's happening. Yes, it doesn't. It doesn't flow. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like you're in the right stream. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Can I add something that is really was really really important in my process? Yeah. Go ahead. So, really, it was it was success is about becoming the person. And vibrating at a level that literally, it, you know, it attracts to us. And so all along the way, when we, when we hit temporary defeat and obstacles and whatnot, and it gets scary and it gets, you know, it starts to feel really awful. 
there are things that each of us can do to disconnect from ourselves. There are things that we can do to take the edge off and to check out and, and get out of alignment. And so all along the way, those are the easy things to do. You know, have a drink, go shopping, <laughs> eat something. You know, whatever it is that we do and that small voice, that still small voice is saying, don't do that. Or that small voice is saying, do this. Now, when I started to pay attention to that voice and obey it and let go of the things that were sort of taking the temporary uh, pain away, I got super clear and that voice, that small voice became clearer and clearer and that I could literally see with absolute clarity. And that was the process of whoever, when I made that list of Angela, and, and, you know, for me, it was the Proverbs 31 woman. That was who I was wanting and was willing to manifest. I needed to be willing to be that person. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so that meant that I was willing to, to surrender and let go of a lot of stuff, negative, um, you know, friends, negative thoughts of my own and negative behaviors that would not be worthy of that. And so the pain of discipline is weighs ounces, but the agony of regret is, is just horrific. And time is just going by. Time is so precious. Hmm. And so, you know, I got to this point, if, if not now, when? And I was willing to do whatever it took. And, and so, so that was part of the process of, as well. Very good, and I think that is a, a great quote for everyone, if not now, when, and if not, you, who? Very good. Thank well, you. Laura, thank you so much for being on the call tonight, and hopefully oh, we got you. your questions answered. Oh, absolutely. I feel very um, – I manifested all you guys to show up for me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, great. Well, thank thanks you. again. And we're going to go to another caller. Um, I think we have time for probably one more question here. Let's see. Victoria, are you on the line with us? Yes, I am. Excellent. Hi. Welcome to the call. Thank you. Um, I've uh, remembered a lot from the very first class. Um, very first sentence of the beginning of this was, rigorous for your life or rigorous in your life? Because I am so rigorous in my life. From the time I get up to the time I go to bed, I don't even think anymore to create anything. I'm just task-oriented person. Boom, 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 boom. So getting back to thinking. But what the question I had is, is if you never had it, how do you know how to think it, to create it? If you never had a mentor or saw it in your life, how would you know? Like the young fellow who thought about the young woman that he wants to marry by October 1st. If you never had that in your life or even knew it or touched it or seen it or felt it, then how do you know how to think it for yourself? I'm not really sure if I understand the question. Like a marriage or a relationship. Mm -hmm. If you never had it in your childhood, never saw it with your parents, to this day as a grown adult, I still don't see it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I look at other couples and I see their unhappiness. They sometimes tell me their unhappiness. But how do I know how to think the happiness in a relationship? Well, I think that the, I'll jump in on that. I think that the first step is, is what is it, you've got to start to define what is it that you want. How do you want to live your life? Well, if you've never had it, how do you know how to want it? So, but that's the whole point, is if, just because we've never had it doesn't mean we can't create it. Well, it's, you know, I like to watch the love stories on TV, and it's all, to me, I look, yeah, it's a, it's a movie. It's a movie. It's not real. It's not reality. So that's why I'm saying, help me, help me find uh, or something that I can reflect on that I would know that's what I would want. Any suggestions out there? Well, I will just, if you don't think that it's possible, I hate to tell you, it's not. 
But how if you never had it? That's what I was asking. If you never had it, how do you know how to think it? So I think, I mean, Kathy, one of the things that's coming up for me in Victoria is when I heard you say, you know, I'm so focused and, you know, boom, 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 I get up and I do this and I do the tasks and the steps and all these things every day and I'm rigorous. However, what I think is missing, what I'm hearing, and, and I, I can speak from this place because there was a time in my life when I forgot how to dream. Where yeah, I truly forgot how to dream and allow mm -hmm. my self to be completely open and vulnerable and to really ask myself those questions about what I want and, you know, what feels like love to me and what, you know, to really allow myself to dream. And, you know, this isn't, I, I, I just, I, I think that's something that you've, you've got to be as rigorous about creating some space for you just to be and just to dream in as rigorous as you are about doing the tasks in your life or checking off the things. And hearing you say, you know, um, I, I don't have, you know, kind of like you're, you're trying to have something that other people say is um, the thing, you know, the, this relationship or the, that job or something. And I think you've just got to allow yourself, sit quietly, you know, and allow yourself just to dream. If you could have anything on the planet, what would that be? I, I, don't, um, I don't even have an answer. That's how, that's how my life is. In fact, I carved out time just to listen to this tonight. Okay. Well, maybe that's the first step in allowing and, yourself to open up. Can I uh, – just a couple of questions, Victoria. Um, I, I guess you're a type A controller. Would that be a fair statement? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So I, 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 can, relate with, I, I can relate with you on that level. Um, and, and for me, what it's been is actually taking the time and, and blocking out time to meditate, to ask myself what it is, you know, why am I here, what is, what is my contribution, what is it that I want from my life. Um, I struggle with that as a controller because to me that's not actively doing something towards you know, what it is I say that I want. Um, however, I, I block out that time. I take that time to sit down, meditate, connect with myself, and, and really allow myself, as, as Dory said, to dream. If you don't take time to do that, it's very difficult, I think, if you're very task-oriented to ever allow yourself to dream during the day. And like I said, Victoria, maybe that's the reason why you set aside the time for tonight is to kind of just start to think about those things again and, you know, start scratching the surface on what it looks like to dream and have what you want in your life. And we're really grateful you were on the call. And, you know, I would just encourage you to take that time to do that um, in the future. And unfortunately, we are going to have to wrap up tonight. Um, we're coming to the close of the call. And I really, really appreciate everyone who's been on the call. Kathy, would you like to uh, add any closing comments to tonight before I close it up? Yeah, I would like to. First of all, thank you so much, all of you, for being on the call. I know that you're busy and getting moving here and doing this, and I just so appreciate that you would share. Like it's just inspiring to hear how people are utilizing everything from the basic seminar because that's where all, everything is. And I just want to leave everyone with that, you know, be willing to do whatever it takes to create what it is that you want in your life. You know, stay hungry for your life. And as Steve Jobs said, stay foolish. You got to have some fun there. And you got to, like, you got to allow yourself to love every single moment of your life. Because the truth is, is we don't know. We don't know if today's the last day. And let's live every day so that we don't have regrets when we put our head on the pillow at night, that we stay clean and pure to, and solid to our core values and give life 100%. Give it everything you have and then some. Well, thank you. Thank you, Kathy. And once again, just a phenomenal call. And I think there's definitely been some things that we talked about tonight that are powerful tools that people can implement right away and start creating the life they want. 
and I thank you for doing your amazing teaching as usual. Well, thank and you. Thank you. Phenomenal, Kathy. Awesome call. And it was Good. just some really great dialogue with everyone. And thank you again to Jeffrey and Angela and Jesse for being on the call. And if you are a guest who would like additional information about SCI seminars, or as a graduate, if you want to keep in touch with what's happening in your city, please go to SciSeminars.com. Also, to keep the conversation going, if you go onto Facebook and you participate in Facebook, you'll see that there's been quite a few things that have been posted on our Facebook page tonight, and we'd really encourage you to get involved. And just let us know where your questions are, and we'll get those answered for you. And so you can go to facebook.com forward slash PSI seminars to become a fan. And then be sure to check your email for a follow-up link to the podcast from tonight's call. You should be getting that in the next day or so. And keep watching for an email for the updates on our next month's call. So thank you and good night. Thank you. Good night, everyone.